Welcome to the Resilient and Thriving Podcast with Coach K. My name is Kirsten Larson, and I'm an integrative holistic health coach who helps people get results and breakthrough in their health and life. After healing from extreme health issues and emotional trauma, my goal is now to make health and wholeness accessible to more and more people and to help you overcome overwhelm and burnout so that you can ultimately thrive in life and help others do the same. And I'm excited to be here with you today. Welcome to episode 29. We're going to be walking through a series of episodes for a little while here talking about your energy levels, fatigue levels, and even recovering from burnout, recognizing it, recovering from it, and how to get through it. So on this first one in this series, we're just going to be talking about some very simple ways to instantly boost your energy levels. So these are some things, you know, energy is something that is a commodity these days. A lot of people are overstressed, not experiencing the resilience and burnout that, or sorry, the resilience that they want to have. And they're really experiencing what at the core root of it is mitochondrial dysfunction. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, your mitochondria, if you remember from biology school, are what carry your energy levels. And they are the energy factory of every cell in your entire body. All right. So Sometimes if you are as depleted as I was, you it takes a little bit more time to boost that energy level and bounce back from burnout or re- recover from fatigue and deep-seated fatigue. However, at any rate, no matter how low or high you are, we all need more energy. And when you have more energy, you can find yourself thinking clearer, you thrive in life, you are much more joyful because they're all connected. As you know from everything that I share is everything is so deeply interconnected. So I, I thought I'd have a little venture into this at, as the start of simply adding some little things into your life so that you can boost your energy, so that you can shift some of those things that you're feeling and experiencing. Uh, And these are things that are fairly simple to do. You can do them at any stage and they're really going to help in a powerful way. So here we go, okay? All right, so the very first one that we're going to bring up is the coffee. Ooh, this one's a tough one. You know, I drank coffee for 10 years, no, 20 years straight, 13 to 33 I did try stopping a couple of times before then, um, but woo, I was pretty much a daily coffee drinker. Uh, I didn't even know how dependent I had gotten on it until I got really sick, and that was quite some time ago now, but it took me quite a bit of time, and I had to actually come off of drinking coffee during a season of deep fatigue. <laughs> and so here I was already deeply fatigued. I had such an, I could hardly think, I could hardly move my body. And yet I'm realizing through my studies and understanding of what it's doing to my nervous system and to my body that I really can't keep doing this anymore. Now, here's the thing. I, I love coffee still. I enjoy an occasional cup. I'm not against it. There are actually a lot of health benefits to coffee, okay? So please know I'm not demonizing it in any way, shape, or form, but I do want to share that 
coffee actually doesn't straight up give you energy. It actually shuts off the neural receptors in your brain that says that you're fatigued. (laughs) And it does some other things within your nervous system that actually end up making you more fatigued in the end of the day. It makes you groggier. It makes you uh, your sleep worse. And it actually affects your entire circadian rhythm, which we'll talk about in just a second. So it's not about whether it's good for you or bad for you. It's about where are you personally at in your life in the healing journey and in that process? How resilient are you? Can you bounce back pretty easily? If you have a very stressful day, does it take a few days to recover? Or are you pretty quick? You can go to bed, get up, and get going. Those are the more important questions, whether or not coffee is good or bad for you. The question is, is it good or bad for you? (laughs) Okay, so something can be good for the general public, but if you're not in a good place where your body is not bouncing back, I'm going to give you a few different tricks that are going to help this journey and this process. But if you're in that truly in that place, I would suggest taking some time off of the coffee train because caffeine actually affects a lot of other areas that don't allow you to heal in the end, okay? Not if you're in a healthy place, okay? If your mitochondria are doing well and the rest of your body is functioning really well, um, that's a different story. And I would say, here's what I'll say next with that, is don't drink coffee in the first hour of waking up. Because in that first hour of waking up, your cortisol levels are actually high. And so by adding coffee to that, it hijacks them and kind of messes with your system. So do a couple of these other things that I'm going to talk about in order to boost your energy levels naturally before enjoying your cup of joe, okay? So the first thing that you want to do is you want to get outside right away first thing in the morning. What this does is it resets your circadian rhythm and it gives your eyes the boost that they need. Essentially, your circadian rhythm is what allows you to sleep deeply at night and become awake and functional during the day. Many of us have messed that up with technology and all the things going on in our lives. We stay up much later than our body is really meant to and we stay up, go to sleep in all these different times and places. And so a lot of diseases they actually are suggesting are as a result of something called circadian dysfunction. That's how important they're putting on your circadian rhythm these days. Okay, so your nighttime routine actually affects your energy levels during the day. Have a great hygiene at night, which is simply what that means is turning off electronics within 30 minutes to a couple of hours before going to bed. Make sure that you don't eat about two to three hours before going to bed. Um, If you are gonna use electronics, make sure that they are eliminating out the blue light. So they should be orange and darker lighting screens. Set up a calming routine for yourself at night and that will allow your evening, your night to slip you into deeper sleep. And then that means your day will be even better, okay? 
But bringing us back to the morning, when you actually get out first thing in the day, that actually awakens your system and it tells your body, oh, this is the rhythm that we're on. And it actually doesn't work to go and look outside with a glass window because it actually blocks the UV rays. So it's actually really important to just get outside. It gives you fresh air, gets that light in your eyes, and it starts to help boost your body and the energy levels in your body. Similarly, upon waking, something really, really powerful to do is have a powerful drink of something. <laughs> and um, it, that can be from water. Just filtered water is really hydrating and very energizing to your system. One slight step up from that would be water with fresh lemon. And that can be cold, it can be lukewarm, and it can also be a hot cup of tea with lemon water in it. That actually helps detox and gets your system running without putting food in it immediately. You can also use apple cider vinegar for a similar effect. And lastly, this is something that I enjoy doing, is adding a greens powder to my water in the morning. And what that is essentially is it has some spirulina in it and chlorella in it. Those are very healing, detoxifying, and energy boosting ingredients. They are a form of algae that they convert into a powder. And many greens formulas these days, you can still find great organic greens formulas at a very decent price and many of them have other things like barley and mushroom powder and other incredible ingredients in them that really help refresh your body from a, a natural standpoint and last for a really long time. Okay, so let's just quick review where we're at so far. Swap your coffee out. If you really need a little caffeine, try some green tea. But start in the morning by getting outside, getting that fresh air, and getting your eyes where it can see the sun. You don't have to look at the sun, get your eyes in the sun. Reset your circadian rhythm. Then have a, a refueling powerful water or lemon water or green drink to get you started on the right foot. Okay, we touched on this next one briefly when we talked about circadian rhythm, but getting to bed with a good sleep hygiene routine. Just even getting to bed 10 minutes sooner with a little bit of a routine is going to help you go to bed deeper. I've often heard in many health circles that the hours you go to bed before midnight are worth double the hours after midnight. So if you go to bed at 11, you've got that's equivalent of two hours versus, you know, if you go to bed at midnight, you're getting less. Those hours are worth a little less. Um, now, I don't know how exacting that is, but I know if I go to bed at 9, I'm a much happier person than if I go to bed at 1 a.m. <laughs> um, everyone's rhythms are a little bit different, but we are designed to align with the rhythm of how the sun goes down. They've actually done studies on that. That'll be future podcasts or discussions, but they've done studies on that, even just taking different cells of your body across time zones, and they can actually tell the circadian rhythm in, in the cells of your body, in your blood, and in your fecal matter, okay? So um, just so you can picture it, it's been very studied. It's not just a, a fun concept. Um, 
Okay, um, this next one is very powerful and something that we can do very easily. This is um, increasing the living and active foods into your diet, into your lifestyle. doesn't matter what diet you're on. You can do this with a plant-based or you can do this with keto and paleo and all of them, hopefully all of them. Um, there's a couple that might not, but um, foods that are raw nutritious, plant-based foods. They are living and active. And what that means is that they are not being, they are not cooked. They have not had their nutrition uh, depleted out of them. And so having, say, like a raw apple versus a cooked apple or, you know, having the foods that are in their most raw state are very, very life-giving to you. They even do things as they enter into your system that they can't do when they've been cooked. So, you know, that doesn't mean go on a raw food diet, but what it means is saying increase those if you need more energy. Increase especially leafy raw greens into your diet, and you can add those in through sandwiches, you can add them in through mixes of salads and smoothies, and you can add them in, just throw them into everything that you do. Just look at every meal and add them in. That's something that I like to do is just increase the number of nutrients I'm getting because, you you know, you can get nutrients from a supplement, but, you know, those are dried out extracted nutrients. And while they are going to be beneficial, they're not as beneficial as the living and active ones. And so if you want to feel living and active and you want to be living and active, eat foods that are living and active. All right. Um this next one is uh, kind of interesting. This one is just simply get up and move more. Now, this one was actually very hard for me, believe it or not. Now you know me as a long-distance trail runner, but <laughs> um, when I was in just have you know physically depleted, the I, the very idea of moving sounded horrible. And when I was mentally and emotionally depleted, that sounded even worse. And so if you identify with that and you go, you know, I've had stressful days and, you know, I'm just exhausted. I want to give you this little thought that came to me at one point is this is something that you learn in science, probably high school, elementary school, maybe depends on how advanced you were, but just this simple statement of inertia. Objects at rest stay at rest, and objects in motion stay in motion. And I've found that when I am tired and depleted, all I want to do is lay on the couch or in bed or, you know, just be still. And there are times for that. So please hear me. I'm not saying don't ever, don't do that. Allow yourself to rest but sometimes check in a little bit and go, you know, could I get up and move a little bit? Could I get out and get some fresh air and go for a walk? Could I get up and clean the house a little? Could I, what little movements could I do to just create movement in my life and just motion and keep myself in motion a little bit? All right, that can really help just get the blood flowing. Getting your blood flowing actually really helps increase your energy levels and your mitochondria capacity, all right? So uh, you want to push it, you don't want to push it beyond your capacity. So if you do too much and you're exhausted for more, then notice that limit and notice your limits. Go up, to, right up to your limit and then pause and re recover. Go right back up to your limit 
and then recover. Make sure you're getting proper recovery in. This is proper training advice as well as energy advice. Um, what you want to do is is move just enough to keep everything flowing and to slightly push your boundaries so that your mitochondria can grow in strength and in energy. Okay. So that also increases your NEAT levels. So this is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And a quick glance of that is, they have noticed that even if you exercise for specific times during the day, but you compare someone who exercises the exact same amount of time, so let's just, for the sake of the example, say five times a week, 30 minutes a day, and you have two people side by side who are doing the same thing, if one person just moves a little bit more all throughout their day, and we're not talking like exercise, we're talking maybe twitches your leg or gets up a little bit more to get water or gets up a little bit more and walks a little further to the store, moves throughout the day, their energy levels, their strength levels, their capacity to heal their body, their weight levels are all going to be better than the person who simply exercises three time, five times a week 30 minutes a day, and that's it. Okay, so doing the your NEAT level, it increases the thermogenesis of your body. It's going to sound all smart at the end of this. Mitochondria and thermogenesis. <laughs> all right, um, here we are rounding out. This is going to be just a fun one I wanted to throw in there. And this is, they've just studied our capacity to understand this, is that what we wear and how we hold our posture actually affect our mental and emotional state of being. So, for example, a lot of times when we're feeling down, we tend to pick dark or muted colors. But bright colors actually cause you to feel more energetic because you put together this you know, bright outfit, you're seeing yourself as bright and vibrant, and it also makes others see you and treat you as more energetic, which in return causes the mirror effect. You have little neurons in your brain called mirror neurons, and what they see reflected back to them reflects it back to them. So if you see someone looking at you depressed and kind of treating you that way, your mirror neurons are going to go off and say, oh, I must be depressed, and it keeps the cycle going, okay? So it actually works for you to wear bright and vibrant colors. You don't have to feel that way initially, but step into it. And then also along with that is how you hold your posture. You can actually, you know, you can use the same statement by saying, I am happy, joyful, and energetic. And if you say that while bringing your shoulders back, taking a deep breath, even curling the lips of your face into a slight smile, looking up, breathing deeply, walking with your shoulders and your head held high, and you say, I am energetic, full of life, and I am hopeful and expectant for this day. You can actually feel that emotion go through your body. But similarly, if you say the same thing and you hunch your body over and you kind of slouch a little bit, you'll notice that your breathing capacity has, has been brought down. It's harder to breathe that way. You also just naturally, that those signals to your brain tell your brain, oh, you're a little bit depressed and fatigued. Even as I'm doing it, you can't see me, but I'm like, oh, wow, I feel heavy and tired. I'm <laughs> getting tired. So, you know, anytime you notice that you are kind of feeling that way, Bring your head back, tilt your shoulders back, take a deep breath, 
and notice and maybe even walk around, use that moving tactic and just breathe deeply. So that brings us into the last one. And this is one of my favorites is shifting your breathing. Oxygen levels affect your clarity, your mental capacity, your energy levels, and so much more. So I want to give you three different breath techniques that you can try out. The first one is called resonance breathing. And this is where you breathe in for four seconds through your nose, and you push out for six seconds out of your mouth. So you kind of pierce your lips together, and you press out. And that is helping oxygenate your body. It's helping increase your energy levels. You can do that maybe four or five times. And just notice, check in with your energy levels and how that's shifted. Notice your focus capacity and how your stress levels start to decrease. If you do that one every day, you're going to notice a lot of shifts over time. This next one is really unique. It's called alkaline breathing. So you know that your internal systems are always fighting for a state of alkalinity. And then we've heard the acidity side of it. So when you are stressed, your body is more acidic on the inside. When you're fatigued, you're more acidic on the inside. When we give ourselves foods like sugar and other processed foods, it becomes more acidic. But however, you actually are always going to be at the same state of alkaline because your body is working hard to always keep it at that same state. So what this does is it says, I'm actually going to give my body strength and capacity to get there with my help. So if I've put a lot of stress or a lot of poor food into it, it's going to be using all of its energy levels to, to fix that problem. And that's going to cause me to feel fatigued. But in reality, it's just focusing all of its energy on helping me get to an alkaline state. That's why things like lemon water or putting in living and active foods are really powerful because they actually help keep you at an alkaline state. All right. All of that said, what you do with alkaline breathing is actually a little bit more intense, but it can really boost your energy. It's a long nasal inhale through into your diaphragm rather quickly. So you want to get all the way in, and then you're going to do a loud push out your mouth. And you actually do that several times. And then... When you've done it several times, you breathe out and just hold your breath for a few seconds and hold it and then breathe in through your nose. And the holding of your breath actually builds up nitric oxide in your nasal ca cavity and it, it brings in carbon dioxide and it allows that to kind of flush through your system. Very powerful. Um, don't do this if you get lightheaded, too lightheaded. Do it real gently at first. Many of you might know of the Wim Hof variation of doing it. It's very similar. There are other variations of doing it that are a very similar tactic, okay? So I'm not necessarily saying the Wim Hof style, love it, um, but this is a way you can do it on your own and really what the focus of that type of breathing is meant for. All right, and this last one is uh, what I call a breath reset. And this is really helpful if you experience anxiety. It's really helpful if you're experiencing brain fog. It's really helpful if you maybe have a hard time breathing through your nose. Maybe you're saying this nasal breathing is actually, I'm a little stuck in there. This one will actually open that up, which will help your energy levels. 
and it will it will increase your brain's clarity and your thoughts. So what this one is is very simple. You can do it anywhere. Take a nice few breaths in through your nose and out through your nose. You're not doing in any sort of pattern, just slowing your breath down in and through your nose. And after about maybe a minute of doing that, you want to exhale out of your nose and then pinch your nose and hold on to it as I'm doing it right now for about five to ten seconds. So fairly short. This is different than the last one. And then breathe back in through your nose and then reset. Breathe in and out through your nose for maybe 30 seconds. Breathe out through your nose. Exhale. Hold it. And hold it again for 5 to 10 seconds. Breathe in through your nose, back and forth. Do that about 6 to 8 times. So just about 6 to 8 breath holds for about 5 to 10 seconds and keeping it all nasal breathing the best you can. And that's going to be a really powerful way of just resetting, shifting that. I like to do that all throughout the day. And I notice as I do that more and more, I get, wow, a lot more mental clarity and help. So as a very quick review, I know we've gone a little longer than usual. So these are some little changes that you can make to start feeling more energetic, more resilient, and building your health back up, no matter where you're starting from. So number one, swapping out your coffee for another drink, okay? Hopefully some tea or water, other things. If you really like the taste of coffee, you can try tea chino, which I love. It's an herbal, non-caffeine based tea, and it really um, can help quench that thirst for the same flavor. Um, Have a drink of either water, lemon water, or green supplement water first thing in the morning to hydrate your organs and reset your energy and detox your system first thing in the morning. Get outside right away first thing in the morning. Get your eyes in some sun or daylight. Okay, get some fresh air. Create a nice evening hygiene routine for your sleep to deepen your sleep. Get to bed as little sooner than you normally do. Okay, Uh, increase your living and active nutritious foods. So live whole food plants, boost your energy, wear brighter colors, change your posture to a powerful and energetic posture, and then shift your breathing. We talked about three different types of breathing, resonance breathing, alkaline breathing, or doing a breath reset with some short breath holds. So I hope you found this helpful. There's a lot of different pieces in here. Start with just one if you haven't done any of them and just slowly build these in to your practice and you will start to find yourself becoming more and more resilient, having more and more energy levels and really shifting your health levels, which will allow you to truly thrive. All right, until next time. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune on in every week for tips and tricks to make health and wholeness sustainable. If you're interested in further coaching or more resources, head on over to my website, coachkirsten.com, and I'd love to connect with you. And don't forget, you were made to thrive.